Rider Nation, William Powell bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Rider Nation. Everybody, welcome to the Piffles Podcast. We are your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Alex. I'm Steve. And I'm still not wearing bomber gear. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Thanks, Steve, for yeah. nothing. Thanks, jerk. Yeah. My bad. Anyway, this is the Piffles Podcast. My name is Al. Or we did that part already. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Already screwing up, and we're like eight seconds in. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out on Skip the Dishes. Give us a follow on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can follow me at RealAlexD. You'll find me at Safamod. And follow me. Don't follow me at Greg on Sports. I don't care anymore. So I can unfollow you now? That's... Yeah, block me, whatever. Mute me. That seems to be the, the, the way to go these days, you know. Cool. Doing as we speak check us out on facebook facebook.com slash piffles podcast and the website pifflespodcast.com. there's actually stuff up on there now uh i finally got around to writing something and that's going to lead us into the opening kickoff <laughs> even just thinking about it makes me laugh <laughs> the opening kickoff presented by kathy festion of royal LePage regina realty we're going to start talking about free agency. We are, well, now less than a week away from free agency opening. The negotiation window is open right now. And the big question for the riders is where is Charleston Hughes going to go? Is he staying with the riders? Is he going to go somewhere else? And I actually put out an article on pifflespodcast.com. There's pros and cons to signing and letting him walk. So before we kind of dig into that a little bit, Guys, right off the bat, where do you think that Charleston Hughes ends up, Greg? I think he ends up back in Calgary. Uh, well, there's two options. Either he ends up going back, technically back to Hamilton, because they're all in for the Great Cup this year, or um, back to Calgary. Either way, it's a team he used to be a product of. You know, you know what? I'm going to go way off the board here. He's going to sign in Ottawa. They, they need to make some big signings to appease the fans and getting the four-time reigning sack leader wouldn't uh, wouldn't exactly hurt in the news. I mean, it would it might hurt on the field long-term, but I, I, I could see them making that move. I think he's going to Toronto. You look at what Toronto has for defensive linemen, and there's nobody there. Their best defensive end, Alex Bazzi, is a free agent, so who knows what's going on there. They got to make a splash, and that's what they're going to do is, is Charleston Hughes. Now, the guy's been a beast, like you said, leading the league in sacks for the last four years. Age hasn't slowed him down, but at some point, it will. And I think Jeremy O'Day, is, is, he's learned a lot in his time in the league, and he's looking, this is a Wally Buono thing. I'd rather lose a guy a year early than a year too late. Well, I, I think it was uh, Derek Taylor today posted John Bowman's stats from when he turned 37 to what uh, Charleston's going to be this year. And from then on, and he basically fell, Bowman fell off a cliff. 
unfortunately, once you, once you get to a certain age, you are one going to get the respect you deserve and Charleston still gets it. And for some reason can still be double teams, but eventually father time catches up with everybody. And you, you can take a risk on a guy for the next season if he performed well last year, but when you're missing an entire year at the age of 36 and now you're coming 37 and, and, and sign looking to sign a contract again, there's a whole year and a half where you have nothing to go off of. The team has to move on. They just don't really have a choice. And that's the thing about Charleston that gets me is yes. If, if we would have had some sort of season last year in 2020, then I think just having those, that game reps and the game speed and, and everything would have made him probably worth keeping around in 2021 as well. But that's a long time for any player, let alone somebody at the age of, you know, old man in terms of football years in Charleston Hughes. That's, I mean, it's too much of a risk. And when you're trying to cut salary, like the gentleman's agreement in the CFL has right now, where we're only going to spend to the cap floor, um, you got to cut money somewhere and, and, I said Cody Fajardo hasn't he didn't have to take a huge pay cut because he wasn't making that elite money yet so his pay cut wasn't that big so you got to find that money somewhere and that, that's with Charleston Hughes you, you keep calling him old man and that makes me feel like my chances of signing a CFL contract are pretty much over because he's 11 months older than I am so I got one more year <laughs> God, I, sometimes it's hard for me to remember I'm older than like all the players in the CFL right now I still got a couple of years to go. I'm good. You'll, you'll uh, be fine with all McCallum signs and you're still 20 years younger than the oldest. <laughs> old, old T-Rex arms McCallum. Oh God, I miss <laughs> those days. But uh, it, I, Charleston, love the guy. the guy. The guy is his own self-promoter, but I can't believe just the, the shenanigans. And you can pistol whip me if you want for using shenanigans. I don't care. But... <laughs> Like he posted, he literally posted his own number. I think everyone is like, he posted his own phone number on Twitter and tagged every single CFL team saying, call me. Like, because the social media guys are the ones making all those contract signings, right? I mean, Hey, the GM might be actually running social media accounts with how many people have been furloughed and, and cut by teams on the CFL over the last year. So you don't actually know that Steve. It's true. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hey, then again, Toronto signed a kicker off of YouTube, so this th- that wouldn't shock me either. Uh, the big thing, quite big question mark in free agency, Charleston Hughes. And when you look at actually who's available, there's not many bigger names than him. There's a couple that I would put more important than him for pretty much every team, but that's the big fish this year. Not named Cam Judge. But let's get to uh, a couple of the re-signings that the Riders had in the lot since the last time that we talked here on the Piffles podcast, Ed Ganey re-signing for the 2021 year. Actually, that one kind of shocked me. I thought for sure that they were going to move on from him. I, I thought it would be smart to move on from him. I guess if you're going to move on from Ganey, that might give you a little more wiggle room on the Charleston Hughes um, negotiations or even money you could have saved with Cam Judge. I guess it depends on what the contract is for a guy like Ganey. But like we said last time, um, in 2019, he was getting exposed. You know, considering he's been in the league for what, nine, nine years, 10 years, 2012, I think he started. 
20, 25, was it 20 or 25% of his interceptions all came in one game? I, I don't know if he's really as good as those numbers, especially at his age now. I, I was surprised that they went out and made that move. I did. I thought that was exactly where they would find money to, to pick up somebody else because that's, that's a guy that you could replace with youth. And I don't think you see a ton of drop off. And if you do, you got to think that the team is also building for the great cup in 2022. But you also, thing. But you also yeah. got to think. Look, so look, look at the guys that they let walk or who's not around anymore. Where's that leadership on that defense? You got Ganey. El Mimian's not coming back. Hughes is gone. Uh, Evans is gone. Like, who who is your quarter? Lack of a better term, quarterback on the defense right now. I think Ed Ganey is your answer. Well, another guy on the in the defensive backs that they ended up re-signing, LJ McCray was kind of a breakout star in 2019. Big, big signing for the Riders there. I, I love LJ both as a player and a person. Like I, I I did the I got to interview him in 2019, and that's when we were doing the game, and he floored me with the answer about losing his sister at a young age. And normally that's the jackass portion of the interview where we're just having fun. I didn't know where to go with that. And he was cool about it and he was honest and raw and it's, I've, I've never forgotten. I'm glad he's back in Ryder green. It's, it's like talking to the young guys may get you better interview responses than the, uh, the old grizzled vets who've answered the same 10 questions, 50 times. I'm, I'm pumped to have LJ LJ back. I think he was just starting to come into his own when the, when the season ended and uh, another year under, under that defense is only going to do him well. Flipping over to the offensive side, the Riders keeping Taron Vaughn on the offensive line. So the entire starting O-line basically back. Um, Shram probably going to be the uh, right guard anyway. Um, but the receivers, Kyron Moore and Jordan Williams Lambert both back for 2021. And you got Shaq Evans and between those three as the American receivers out there, that's a really, really good I got I got to admit I'm surprised uh, Jay Will is back. I thought for sure he was going to be the odd man out this coming off season. Uh Swerve back is great. He considering apparently there's some NFL interest in him. Um just for his elusiveness. I'm I'm kind of surprised he didn't hold out to see what see what NFL offers were out there, but hey, Ryder Green, I'm okay with it. I I would put that top 3 receiving core up against any other top 3 in the league right now. Us, us, Edmonton, and maybe Hamilton have have the top three, top three receivers in the CFL. We're gonna put up a ton of points, and I, I said it after uh, um, Ellingson signed again in uh, in Edmonton. I really hope we get to see the Riders versus uh, Edmonton in twenty twenty one, just for uh, just for the amount of yards and points that are gonna get put up in that game. The best thing about Edmonton signing Ellison is they actually. Dropped a thousand yard receiver to make room for him again. Like Ricky Collins is now a free agent too. Like where is he going to land? I mean, he's welcome to come back home if he wants. He'd be a, a solid number four. Do you imagine having a thousand yard receiver as your number four receiver and throw us back to the 2013 team again? Well, worked out last time, so let's. Uh, I'm not opposed to that. Hey, and, uh, he's, he's got a great brand, a great personal brand. So that's a, well, he can I mean, come back anytime. The design is it's spectacular. Okay. Spectacular. <laughs> I, I hear, I hear that got knocked out of the part first design. 
It's one of the few times where signing a guy who left might actually be a good decision. And uh, finally, James Franklin re-signing backup quarterback as well, too. So that one actually kind of surprised me. I thought, it would, I don't want to say the emergence of Isaac Harker, but uh, um, I just didn't think that James Franklin would, would come back. We, we've got five quarterbacks. We have five quarterbacks and what, Argo's got one? Well, <laughs> we'll get to the Argo's quarterback situation in just we, a little bit. We have um, Cody. We've got Harker. We got Fine. We've got um, Joe Flacco's brother. Flacco's brother. I was going to say, you know, the elite, the elite brother. And yeah, <laughs> and we got <laughs> Franklin. Like, what? Like, why? Like, any? I I take any one of these guys. Don't get me wrong. Fine and Flacco are untested, but in college they put up great numbers. Where? Someone's going to have to get cut, and I don't know who is going to be. I know who's not going to get cut, obviously, but James Franklin. <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> Turtle. Um, I just like we're, we're rich at quarterback right now, and I can't remember the last time I said that. Ooh, that would have been uh, what, like ninety-one, maybe nineteen ninety. When, when you when you had uh, two Hall of Famers behind uh, Neil and Green. <laughs> oh gross oh imagine now knowing what we know now going with neil on green over kevin glenn and henry burris yeah <laughs> yeah sorry one, one hall of famer and one should be hall of famer but... oh that's great well that's uh, a couple remaining free agents for the riders that i i think we should uh mention here obviously we talked about charleston hughes um solomon l maybe and greg like you said is not expected to be back and that was the report uh, from late last week, Cameron Judge. Honestly, I think he's the biggest free agent name out there, and he's holding out for the NFL to see what kind of offers there are. And I truly believe if there's no NFL offer for him, he's back here in Saskatchewan, no doubt. I think O'Day is holding out, and if there's anyone he's going to break the bank for, it's Cam Judge. Well, that's a guy you absolutely do break the bank for a, a stud Canadian linebacker who has performed incredibly well and and has a good personality to go along with it he's the guy the kind of guy we need in Saskatchewan I I am with you I think if he doesn't end up down south he'll he'll be back and it's not necessarily just because we're going to throw the bank at him I think there's a lot of love for uh, for the green uh, in his heart here I think I think he makes that decision regardless if we're close a ratio breaking linebacker you definitely put you drive the brinks truck yourself up to his front door and go how much do you want? Um, yeah, no, I I have a hard time seeing him in any other color but Ryder Green, but crazier things have happened in this league, unfortunately. The opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage, Regina Realty. Let's move on to the Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones. Last weekend in the CFL was one of the wildest rides in the CFL in probably the last couple of years, probably since Charleston Hughes got traded to Hamilton, then subsequently Saskatchewan for Vernon Adams. Um, but Nick Arbuckle, supposed quarterback in Ottawa, gets cut. Matt Nichols, quarterback in Toronto, gets cut. They both swap teams. Nick Arbuckle, now Toronto's st- starting quarterback. And Matt Nichols, now Ottawa's starting quarterback. Oh, Desjardins, you and your 40 chess. Oh, Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa. Okay, so the best thing about this, I find, is they both lowballed their quarterbacks. 
they both wanted to run them out of town. And they both succeeded in order to get the other quarterback from the other team. Like, why not just do a straight up trade at this point? Because it was obvious what was going to happen here. Well, if you remember the 2019 offseason, everybody expected Arbuckle to end up in Toronto, Matt Nichols to end up in Ottawa. And all of a sudden, Ottawa comes out of left field and makes a trade to Calgary, who are the true winners in this deal. They traded away draft picks for a guy that never played a down in Ottawa. I, I mean, th- this is what makes the CFL so much fun. It just, out of nowhere, we've got no news, nothing exciting, and all of a sudden we've got two starting quarterbacks being released and signed elsewhere. Give me more of that. Th- those draft picks traded to Calgary is karma to Desjardins for screwing over Kevin Glenn. I- I'm putting that out there right <laughs> now. <laughs> and then there was other trades as well. Calgary trading Eric Rogers and Cordero Law to Toronto. Toronto has already signed Eric Rogers to a new deal, the star receiver, and not Cordero Law yet, uh, but there's still time for that. So Calgary basically moving salary, I think. Well, and you you know Huff told Toronto, is like, don't you dare trade them back to the West. I don't care what you do, just do not trade them back to the West. Because I deal with Charleston Hughes for how many years in the West? Like... And yeah, no, Toronto, Toronto did the smart thing, signing receivers. Like Toronto's offense has me intrigued this year. They, they've got pieces. I don't know what they got at quarterback because Arbuckle still, yeah, he looked good in Calgary, but that's he's unproven, I still think. But I don't know. They, they, they've got one quarterback. They, they have no one else. It's hilarious. I got nothing really to add to that. He's, he's dead on. I, I do love seeing... Uh, Calgary starting to have to get rid of quality players because of financial constraints. That's uh, I'd like to see a whole lot more of that over the next few months as we, as we gear up to the season, it's about damn time. They have to start uh, cutting players. Two things there. One, I'm going to clip you saying I'm dead on. Cause that's just amazing. And uh, <laughs> your new rate. What is it? Yeah. It's going to, it's good. It's anytime you uh, send me a text, it's going to be dead on. dead on. But other than that, Unfortunately with Huff, it doesn't matter who they lose. Huff's got another guy up. And Calgary, I don't know what they've got in their scouting. I We, sh- we need to steal it because uh, they've always have a next guy. Always. Have we next. tried that with John Murphy, and that didn't work out so well. Yeah, now he's uh, signing all these guys in Toronto. And a very, very typical John Murphy signing in Toronto, Martavis Bryant, the receiver formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL, Signing with Toronto, Bryant was suspended uh, multiple times because dude just kept smoking weed. And in the NFL, you can't do that. In the CFL, there's no drug policy really at all, at least not for for marijuana. Just ask Ricky uh, Williams. Yeah. Uh, Who DM'd me, actually, by the way, guys. I got a DM from Sticky Icky Ricky and going to try and line him up here on the show. Um, Talk about his time in the CFL, among other things. but Martavis brought a very Toronto signing, but I'm intrigued by it because when he was with Pittsburgh, when he was, when he, when it was him and Antonio Brown, when he was the number two guy, he was f- fantastic. He was phenomenal. Made one of the great playoff catches where he tumbled and somersaulted mm-hmm. and held the ball to his leg and still managed to, to you know, hold it for a touchdown. But I don't know. When he was with the Raiders, he wasn't any good. And then he hasn't played football in a couple of years. But maybe this will be his, his bounce back. And 
uh, getting a star player, especially of, of that guy's name in Toronto, especially is nothing but good for the CFL. I, I want to tell you why that move uh, excites me. It's not so much because of Martavis Bryant. It's what it potentially sets the mood for. And it could mean the, the incoming uh, signing of a guy like Josh Gordon, because once you've made that, that swap, once you've said you can sign this guy, even though he's suspended in the NFL, now Josh Gordon, who is also on Toronto's negotiation list, becomes available. And they've always said you can't do that. And all of a sudden now it's not enough. Sign him. Give me, give me Josh Gordon and Martavis Bryant on one team. 100% on the uh, Ryder Rewards Day. I'm sitting behind the, the Argos bench in the third quarter. And I'm just, I'm wearing a weed shirt and I'm just going at it all game. Let me, let it, let's make it happen. I, Toronto, for their market, they need a splash. Unfortunately, the Argos have fallen so far off the, the radar in Toronto itself. They, they need a name. And Martavis Bryant is a name. Whether or not he's still a name, a big enough name, I don't know. Will he move tickets? But I think he's going to be a good player. He, he was a good player. Unfortunately, yeah, you're right. In the Josh Gordon model and mode in, in the NFL, he can't be there because of his extracurricular. So, yeah, CFL is a little more lax on that. Like, Deron Carter would not be able to play in the NFL ever. Talent, talent be damned. He would not be able to play in the NFL ever. And uh, one more thing I want to get to before we move on here. Scott Milanovic fails on the Edmonton football team, signs with the Indianapolis Colts as their quarterback coach. Of course, former CFL quarterback Marcus Brady is uh, the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis now. Jamie Elizondo named the Edmonton football team head coach. My question for you guys, should Scott Milanovic face the same kind of heat that Chris Jones did for when he bailed on Edmonton and also on Saskatchewan just a week after he signed a contract extension with the Riders and then bailed to Cleveland. No, he should fake more. He didn't even play. He didn't even coach a single goddamn football game before he bailed on them. And he got paid half a million dollars for well, it. That's, well, that's give it. me like, half a million dollars to do nothing. Isn't that what you make now? God, that's what we, we're not paying him, right? No, no. Okay, good. Okay. Never mind, Steve. Don't worry about it. But seriously, like, and this is why when you see players bitch online about the unfair treatment they get, and unfortunately, yes. But yeah, he got paid to literally not coach again, to quit. He got signed and he quit. But this is what happens when you go when you go after a coach like Milanovic, when you go after a coach like Chris Jones. And of course, Chris Jones was right in there like a dirty shirt. And they're unfortunately with those guys, they are looking for the next step up. So when you sign those guys, they ain't staying. They are mercenaries. They are looking for a NFL head coaching job at some point, and they will do anything it takes to get there. So you got to know what you're getting into. And when Milanovic came, when they lured Milanovic, they knew what they got. So I don't feel bad for them. I really don't. My favorite part about the whole thing was Chris Jones' Twitter account posting, hey, Edmonton, I'd, be, I'd like to come back and coach and win another great cup. Now that account, while it is Chris Jones' account, it's actually run by someone else. It's not Chris Jones who actually runs that account. It's, it's but he a good signs friend of off his. on it. 
ish. Yeah, kinda. He doesn't After really pay attention. You think Chris Jones is looking at Twitter all day long? No, not well. Well, yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. But that ju- that was just great. Do we do we ever see Chris Jones in the CFL again? Because he's not going anywhere as a coordinator. Not a chance. He's no, I no. Him. He's he he's head coach slash GM, and that's it. He's not coming in just a coach. He if wants the co- power. If he's coming to the CFL, he wants head coach slash GM. And that, I just had to laugh at the stories that were coming out. Uh, Brock's not uh, Sutherland's not going to sign Chris Jones because he'd have to worry about. No, no kidding. I am sorry. There's no way Chris Jones is coming in just to be that coach. Every GM in this league needs to be careful. Not be careful, sorry. Every GM in this league needs to understand the coach is always going to want power over their personnel. So, yes, every coach is going to be gunning for the GM job at some point because that's just the natural progression. No coach is going to be just happy being a coach. That's just the way it is. I was really hoping that he was going to sign in Edmonton just so he could go back and retweet all of the Edmonton fans that were angry that he left and all the crap that they said. I kind of hope he signs here again one day so we can do the same thing here too. But you know what? The guy is a proven winner. He won a great cup in Edmonton. He turned around a garbage football team here in Saskatchewan. And now look what's going on in, in Cleveland. And he plays a role in that, whether you want to admit it or not. There, there's some of his handiwork in there. Wherever he goes, success follows. He will end up in the CFL again, and it won't be long. He's not going to be a guy that's unemployed for very long if, uh, if he does get uh, the boot in, in Cleveland. Somebody's going to pick him up because he will turn your franchise around. He's basically Henry Burris. But I was going to say, he's not Henry Burris. Hey, our friend Henry Burris is uh, now, well, it's not official, but he is part of the uh, Chicago Bears coaching staff, not just on the intern level anymore. I guess he graduated from that uh, program and is actually on the, he's an offensive quality, quality control coach for the Bears. So good on you, Henry Burris. What about his chain of sandwich restaurants? Isn't that, that what he opened? Right my head. Oh, you know, apparently, I don't know, when he became a Canadian citizen, because he came to Canadian citizen a few years ago, I'm sure, yep. th- I'm sure the story said he owned a chain of sandwich restaurants. I think he owns like Subways or a couple of Mr. Subs or something like that. Oh. Hey guys, it's Greg. Uh, apparently there, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know it happens occasionally. Uh, apparently Henry Burst owned some wood fire uh, pizza restaurants. So not sandwich shops. I was wrong. Now back to your regularly scheduled uh, Piffles podcast. I can pretty much guarantee how his quality control coaching is going to go. He's going to get all of the quarterbacks in Chicago to sit down in a room, watch his NFL game tapes. Don't do say, this. Don't do that and leave. That's it. <laughs> and then uh, show off the uh, 2016 Grey Cup highlight <laughs> package of uh, him in Ottawa, right? And, exactly. and, and let me show you what you shouldn't do if a snap goes over your head in the championship game. <laughs> Don't stop and stare at your offensive lineman. Go get the ball. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, but play of all time. Just, uh, I, just I, I am going to get so. Uh, well, not, I'm going to get like so many hate tweets from Hamilton fans for that one. Anyway, part uh, for the course seems yeah, that much, yeah. that, that's what you get from everybody, right? Who, who do uh, I piss one, off? One more thing before we go here this week here on the Pickles Podcast, Greg, you wanted to talk about player bonuses, and this stems from the Nick Arbuckle and matt nichols thing so greg go ahead can okay can okay can we as a group of fans 
and even reporters, because I believe Terry Jones from Edmonton was one of the ones who came out and said the league looks so bush, it looks like a bush league when we're when bon- guys get cut on bonus day or the day before bonus day. There's a difference between bonuses for signing, bonuses for um, like yards or um, performance bonuses, and there's a different bonus for preseason bonus. That preseason bonus is basically a down payment for that coming season. Basically, it's the team saying, hey, if we if you're going to be a part of our team going in the next year, here's a down payment on the year. That's all that is. If a team doesn't have room for you, they are going to get rid of you. The players know this. Everyone knows this. But why do we act surprised every freaking year this happens? Every year, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, Ricky Collin, poor guy got screwed. I'm sorry. I, I, to make room for Greg Ellingson, they cut uh, Ricky Collins. I have no idea why, besides obviously salary cap reasons, because they brought back um, Walker. But you still got a thousand yard receiver who who lost his bonus, but it was a it was a preseason bonus, not an actual performance bonus. So yeah, it sucks. But he's going Collins is going to land on his feet somewhere. I don't know. I I don't know why every year fans freak out about this. Until contracts are guaranteed in the CFL, which I can't imagine will ever happen, at least not in my lifetime. That's what we're going to see all the time. You got a big bonus coming up. Mm, You know what? Maybe restructure your deal. No. Okay. Well then you're cut and that's it. That's like, yes, actually all football, even the NFL, NFL contracts are not fully guaranteed. No, but at least they have the huge signing bonuses. Well, yeah, and that's but that's they're less, really working well, on yeah. That's also a difference between a kicker making a million dollars and the top guy in the CFL making three quarters of a million. Like the the money in the CFL is much lower, but obviously the revenues are much lower. But we can act surprised every year when it comes to this guy's getting a bonus. It's what Three Down Nation put up. Uh, what top 10 players with bonuses do and like six of them either restructured or got cut before they actually got their bonus the other day. Like we, we can't keep on acting surprised. Nothing's going to change. Unfortunately, until the CFLPA gets some teeth, nothing's going to change. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on the Pitfalls podcast. And guys, we got through it without having to wear bombers jerseys mentioned that off the top of the show and steve you're the reason why apparently greg and i got dragged into this too because you're some sort oh, of jerk. i want to say bomber we have gear i'm not wearing a bomber jersey i was told bomber gear there is a very specific reason i was very specific when i said bomber gear and they will have to wait to find out there's no way i was agreeing to this without knowing a loophole i've got a loophole i will gladly wear it I don't know if I want to see that, actually. I, I, I will honor a great moment in Bomber history. That's all anyone needs to know. A transitional period. A moment etched in time. I can't wait to see it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm beyond thrilled with whatever it is you've come up. I have an idea of what it might be, and I hope I'm right. Please, please don't fail me. 
Well, of course, it, this all stems from uh, the Bell Let's Talk Day, and Steve, you had on on your Twitter account. If I get what was it, a thousand retweets, then the guys will will all wear bomber gear for the next episode of the Piffles Podcast. And for the record, I, I want to say I thought that was too low. I just want to say I thought that was too low. I'm just throwing it out there. I said 500 and I'll do it. A thousand and we'll do it. And then when it passed a thousand and it was starting to gain steam again, I said 2,500 and I would go to a rider game in stamps gear. And I was starting to get a little bit nervous. Cause I'm like, I don't want that in my life. That is about the only one of those things where I'm like, no game day is sacred. Which is good. Cause I didn't want two, two thirds of us in uh, stamps gear with pictures of us in stamps gear. And well, I know. Yep. Uh, yeah. We've already, we've already got two thirds of us. I had to wear a stamps jersey last year for the same reason. Oh, okay, well, okay, then we're still two thirds because I still haven't done it yet. Yeah, Alex had to wear one on game day two a couple of years back. Well, didn't have to. He did it on purpose. I just did it because it was a bull. It was the Bo Levi. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, a, he's a big Bo Levi stand. You're like Bo Levi forever. Bo yeah, for show. When, uh, I was called, or he was the rat, or whatever it was. With oh uh, yeah, you, you're a rat. Some lover. some random chef online ended up getting mad at me or something about how being a rat anyway oh my god don't even get me started on him because that's when this is going to turn into a, a not worth our time uh, well oh i can wait oh, one second though uh sorry i got i gotta take a shot at him on this one so uh where's the charleston's contract in a drawer i, I thought it was done i thought it was done i thought it was a done deal it was coming out anytime now okay i'm done well, we'll leave it there this week on the Pipples Podcast. Obviously, free agency next week in the CFL. We'll see what the riders do, but I don't think I don't think there's going to be a lot of big news across the CFL to talk about. But we will be back to recap the rider news from free agency. So until then, give us a follow on Twitter at Pipples Pod. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pipples Podcast. And uh, check out the website, pifflespodcast.com. Of course, Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support to make this show possible. Guys, enjoy uh, free agency. CFL is always fun in free agency. I like it. I like it now that they have the, the signing window. Man, the tampering window is so great. The NBA's had it for years. It's the best thing, especially when uh, who was the guy from the Dallas Mavericks got got locked into a room? Oh, DeAndre Howard, DeAndre yeah. uh, Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, yeah, yeah, got locked into a room. He, he would he couldn't leave his house. Well, okay, let let let's uh, let's pour let's pour one out. Actually, this is the Ed Hervey window, and he of course, he's no longer he's no longer in BC, but we need to the pour honor. One out. This is the Ed Hervey window because Lord knows. We wouldn't have this without him. So 9 a.m. free agency starts on Tuesday, and by 9.00 oh, and 30 seconds, Odell Willis has a job somewhere, thanks to Ed Hervey. <laughs> That's going to do it for us on the Pibbles Podcast. Thanks for joining us, your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. As we leave you, this is Ghost Behind Your Mind by Tyler Gilbert. <laughs>